on my video, we clapped, we synced our claps are together. Like it was perfect. I've never seen that before. Oh, wow. I've wow. never seen such a such a synchronization. Do you think at this point we could pilot a Jaeger? Um, obviously, um, let me go to the fridge and take it out and we can pilot those <laughs> shots uh, all the way. <laughs> pilot those shots, huh? Pilot, pilot those, those Jaeger, shots. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger uh, bombs. <laughs> <laughs> all the way, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's happening? Yo, 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 what's up in the house? We're here. Now it's podcast time. You know what time it is? Podcast time. That's what podcast time's all about. It's all about podcasting. Hello, Tim. Hello, Philip. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm surviving the lack of sleep that I keep having, but that's oh, okay. Well, well, hopefully you won't be as depressed as last time we recorded. Yeah, it was just so low energy. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to muster up some energy so I can have some energy. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know? One does create energy to have yes, energy. Yes, one can do that. It always reminds me of a wonderful little story from the making of Jaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roy, not Roy Scheider. No, no, no. Who was it? It was, uh, there was Richard Dreyfus, Roy Scheider, and... Steven Spielberg. No, 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 no. The, the, <laughs> guy, played Quint, the guy who played Quint. Wait, wait, wait. Robert Shaw. No, that, that's... Shaw, uh, somewhere man, out Frank there is Frank. This, he's gonna be Frank like, is dying. Yeah. He's uh, he was probably drawing another Christmas card, Robert and he Shaw. just he just like oh, crumpled yeah, his it Christmas up, card. crumpled it up, and just threw it because he's so mad at Phil. I don't know. Maybe Frank doesn't even listen to these anymore because he can't stand us. <laughs> not remembering any. He names. can't stand our our hooliganism. <laughs> we just started. No, it off is the Robert podcast. Shaw. It is Robert Shaw. It's Robert Shaw. Go. And Robert Shaw was really sick one time when they were filming Jaws. As you know, it's a infamously difficult shoot i yes. think i think you know that yes and troublesome there's a story that i heard where he was really sick on set but he had to be filming this scene mm-hmm. where uh he's taking that big giant uh, fishing rod and you know just pulling it back and there's a lot of hectic panic going on because they hooked up the shark <laughs> they yeah. hooked him up <laughs> they hooked up the shark and, <laughs> we hooked um, up some with some Jaeger bomb and yeah and Richard <laughs> Dreyfus mentioned that he was so sick he couldn't even get out of his chair like he had to just to inch by inch move down to the chair to get the yeah. thing like that and he was just like Ugh. and then our, everyone's like are you okay can we film it <laughs> And then there was action, and then he had to yell, and he was just, "Ah, you do this and then yeah. ah! And I just—that's what it always reminds me of. Like, if you don't have the energy, you could definitely give out some energy still. So, so somewhere, somewhere in the reserve, there is it for for one take. Luckily, yeah, you know, yeah. we don't we don't have to act. We just we can just hear comfortably sit in our pajamas and talk about movies. I know in, in my high tech studio while Johnny and Tim judges in his, us in his very Wes Anderson looking shot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wait, wait, let me fix it. A little bit of more, there more we go. symmetry. There you needed. go. Symmetry. There we go. Yeah. So, speaking of Wes Anderson, we are watching movies chosen by our listeners on Instagram. We are finally here. We made a mistake last time. We miscalculated, but we're here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. We did a miscalculate. We it's were like, oh, it's French Dispatch, right? French Dispatch. Movie chosen by you, by you. Movie chosen by all of you. So yep. here we are we talking watched. about this man. His name is Wes Anderson. We watched two Wes Anderson movies. We watched 
the French Dispatch, currently in cinemas, playing around you, finally, at our, around us as well. I think it was released a couple of weeks back for the other folks. <laughs> I know, right? Plus so a little bit late, but days. you know what? Better late than never. Um, and then we also were suggested to watch The Grand Budapest Hotel, which I will never say no, because I will have some spoilers immediately. It's oh. one of my... It is my favorite Wes Anderson movie, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So wow, I was wow. glad that it was chosen because I get to watch it again. And yeah, Phil has never seen it. <laughs> I've not seen any Wes Anderson movie outside of The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and I love dogs. There you go. So, so we get to watch these movies. So before we... And we did watch those movies. And Johnny... Johnny didn't watch those movies. <laughs> he, did he didn't watch those movies. He doesn't watch. Listen, Johnny doesn't watch any other movies. movies. I don't give, no. he, he does not care. Here's, here's the truth, right? He, he like his movie stuff is like he's just annoyed with it. He used to be, um, he used to produce some big podcasts back in the day, Johnny. No, I, I'm not going to reveal, but I don't um, know these podcasts, but yeah, but no, like listen, like the like the he was he was back in the day when they're starting out, like you know, all the stuff like uh, Ricky Gervais and. WTF with Mark Marin and 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 Kevin Smith. He was Johnny was there back 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 in the day. So it's not really about the movie stuff, but he does help us with. The I'm podcast. good. Wait, Johnny, Johnny, what's your what's your favorite movie? Wait, he can listen. He can hear me from here. What's your favorite movie? That's true. Johnny? He's listening on the headphones. American Trucker. There you go. It's not even a movie. It's a TV show. <laughs> see, see, it doesn't even know what's the difference between a okay, movie. Thank and you, Johnny. Okay, so yeah, play the, the song, Johnny. Thank you. Cheers. Good, good one. Good one. He, he likes that song. <laughs> Good one. Got a thumbs up. Just smoke. <laughs> he loves it. It's his yeah. favorite moment. All right, Phil. Let me let me ask you. So, um, tell me what is the French Dispatch about? The French Dispatch is a movie that has th- four different stories into them. Yes, four vignettes. Yes, about a publication company in Europe. Somewhere in Europe. In France. And yeah, yeah, I know. Somewhere in Europe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in Europe. The yeah, Gauls. And um, they're just collecting stories, and it's about those stories, and it's about stories within those stories. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers, everyone. Uh, so this movie is about four stories that were published in the actual last issue of this magazine. What? Oh, yes, that's right. That's what it was. Yes, that's, yes. That's, that's, that's what, the, last that's four what stories. the premise was about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to visit those stories as a vignette, a cinema vignette, and as a movie you go through. There you go. There that's you go. It. That's and correct. We that watched is French Dispatch, and we watched it. And we watched Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel. Yes. And what Grand is that Budapest movie about? Hotel. That movie is about the last day, like the... Grand Budapest Hotel being a dilapidated, not dilapidated. Why am I saying that? It's about it's about an old hotel mm-hmm. that uh, Jude Law goes to, and yes. he wonders who this mysterious man is who owns this hotel. Exactly. And he's oh, Jude Law is mysteri- a writer. Oh, and he's a writer. Yeah, and he 
talks to this man, and the man tells him the story of how he acquired the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. About 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Well, he's visiting there, I think, in the 60s, and this had to be. happens around had to be. World War II-ish, so it's the 30s. It had to be World War II. I thought it was World War I. I think you told me that it was going to take place during World War I. I've, Tim? Well, it's... Oh, <laughs> I made a mistake. It's, Tim! But yeah, how does this proprietor, this this owner of this hotel, what's the tale? How does he get the... How does he get the hotel? Well, it's through a long adventure of painting, stealing, and... <laughs> A painting. <laughs> What's it called? And, the boy and, and the an, apple. And an old, yeah, the boy and the apple, and uh, a old woman who leaves him with that painting yes. before she dies. And we didn't even mention that the guy who has all this entrusted to him is is like the hotel's What's previous concierge. What is it called? The concierge. Cons- Concierge, yes. concierge, concierge, played by Ray Fiennes, which yes. is fantastic, fantastic. It's great, Ray Fiennes. What and, a guy. and and what our proprietor, our the owner, the the one that Jude Law is interviewing, he used to be uh, the um, what is that thing called? Bellboy. A bellboy, right? A bellboy, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, he was an adventure, adventure with Ralph Fiennes, of getting getting, you know, and he was also. Oh yeah, man. He goes to jail. You pronounce, gets it, out you of pronounce jail. it Rafe Fines. Oh, Rafe, sorry. Rafe. Rafe. Ray. Ray Fines. Ray. Good old Ray. Ray Fines. Yeah, yeah, no. Played by played by Tony Revolori. Yes. Who who's used to calling Spider Man penis park? Exactly. He's uh was it was he it? looked familiar and I'm like, he looks familiar. <laughs> he looks I don't know who he is. And then uh, I had to go and check. I had to check. And I the, found out. What's the character's name in Spider Man? I, I was not disappointed. Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, exactly. You say Parker, I say penis. Um, <laughs> so, Philip. So! What did you think of these movies? Well, one of them I liked. Mm. Mm. One. Which one is it? And it wasn't The French Dispatch. You did not enjoy The French Dispatch. You enjoyed... Well, I mean, I enjoyed French Dispatch, but mm-hmm. it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought, okay... Let me tell you something. Let's talk about Come here. Let's talk, let's, about talk, this. let's talk about this because I don't have the library of Wes Anderson in my head. I only have Steve Zissou and I only have Isle of Dogs. Okay. I watched Grand Budapest Hotel first. Oh, so you went the natural route. Yeah, I watched that one first. I and see. I could see this being a problem. Okay, I see where this is heading. Yes. So once I watched that one, and I went to see the next one. Mm-hmm. The thing was, I saw certain uh, certain setups of the camera and certain ways things were pictured where I was just like, I've seen this before. <laughs> yes. And not only that, but a lot of the things that have been, the way they were presented in French Dispatch, I just recently saw in Grand Budapest Hotel. You know, there's like a narration that takes place looking back to the past. Mm -hmm. It has the very charming, you know, very flat-looking imagery with the little sight gags that are always, that are entertaining. 
and it's that wily, you know, that wily charm. Yes. That that uh, I was going to say Wesley Snipes, Wes Anderson. <laughs> Puts very into different films, <laughs> but the ma- the fact of the matter is that because I'm so fresh with it, I just felt like French Dispatch just feels like it just feels like oh yeah, that's the Wes Anderson. He's doing the Wes Anderson yes. thing, and that does not help when the movie is like vignettes of different stories. So you can't really get you know like it's trying to knot it in at the end. You're trying to pull it all together at the mm-hmm. end, but I just kind of lost a lot of like attention near the end with the last two stories that were in the. We should talk about the different stories, I and mean, I think you can yeah, yeah. Men- mention more of that. But I just felt like it's yeah, that's that's Wes Anderson. You know, that's a Wes Anderson thing. I think that one of the funniest. Oh, okay. So one of the things that I felt was. And I didn't even watch many Wes Anderson movies, but one of the things that I thought in my head was, this is like this is like Christopher Nolan in Tenet. It's like everything oh, like Christopher Max, Nolan-y. Max Christopher Nolan. Yes, right? Because right? yeah, yeah. Tenet was like Max Christopher Lona, Lona. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Max Lona. Christopher Nolan. And it and it didn't really it didn't really grab you either. And this is like Max Wes Anderson and it's just it's just the Wes Anderson thing. Let's just and there's an animated segment in in the end and then there's like the 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 quirky way people enunciate and speak their minds and talk and narrate. And it's interesting. I'm going to just throw everything out at the beginning. I <laughs> just thought well let me let me let me let me uh, I was going to yeah okay. Uh let me uh, elaborate on on what you said as 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 someone who's seen all the Wes Anderson movies. Um, I, I could. I think also the critics had this was the main criticism of uh, really of, of of the French Dispatch. It's still positive, but I think it was saying you know it's just way too like it's just peak you know like Max uh, Wes Anderson and kind of everything we've already seen as far as like visuals and stuff like that. For the people really? who were who were critical of it, right? I think for people who liked it, it was you know mainly about the story and they're kind of they already expect and accept the Wes anderson of it and they like it and then just concentrate on you know what the story is and what's new instead of the, the rest of the stuff but uh, so if we look at the filmography of Wes anderson so he starts off in 1996 with bottle rocket and as far as Wes anderson-ish like what you talked about how people talk how things are staged how the colors work how the narration works you can clearly see if you watch his movies from beginning, you can cl- clearly see that developing and it becoming more Wes Anderson-y as it goes along. <laughs> and then he, um, after Fantastic Mr. Fox, which was his first animated movie, yeah, he, I think he discovers, like up until that point, the color is there, the talking is there, but the staging of that sort of like, like, like a, like a marionette show, like a, like a, like a, like a uh, theater show kind of staging mm-hmm. of things yeah. that doesn't kick in until he does fantastic Mr. Fox. And I think he discovered that because that was stop motion. Really? So he could make it as Wes Anderson, as possibly he could but look, but life aquatic was, it was, but it was much more free from It's also like based on documentaries and stuff like that. And, and there's definitely like, you know, the cross section of the, of the, like that he likes to do that like the like a cross section of like a ship or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, you could yeah. see that that's definitely was in, uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. But I think after Fantastic Mr. Fox, and especially in the Grand Budapest Budapest Hotel, it becomes like peak, um, peak Wes Anderson. And I would say that 
watching both these movies. I do agree that for coincidentally for you, the French Dispatch <laughs> and the Grand Budapest Hotel are the similarest Wes Anderson movies out there. One thing is really? they're both based in very similar time frames. They're also based on Europe. The other stuff is America or something that's close to his home or it's completely made up or it's India. So it's so it's different. But these oh. are based on Europe. So there's a similar, very aesthetic that's going on. There's similar themes. And I think similar um, like techniques are used as far as like the cinematography and everything. So they're very, very similar. So yes, you're getting basically... Like you could say they were like <laughs> in the same universe, like I, I like like or or like a like if this was um if this was a TV show and it was like an anthology series, I could see Grand Budapest Hotel and the French Dispatch kind of living in the same world, right? For me, so mm. I, I completely understand you. You felt like that, okay? Because I only saw, like I said, I only saw those few movies, and for me, this was very. I was just like, oh, it's the same. It's the same thing. Okay, okay. Because okay. Isle of Dogs has a. Com- very different yes feel to it it has a very different sense of humor as well and that's what the thing that i was i found the sense of humor in like the comedic parts in um the grand budapest hotel uh to be very nicely put into the film you know what i mean it yes. has that nice sense of there's visual humor and then there was also like i laughed sometimes of people how people were just talking to each other because of lines <laughs> It has nothing. It's, there was nothing particularly funny about what they're saying. Yes. It's just well, I naturally presume that you are here to speak with me about the premises that I have acquired. You know, and it's just funny. And then the the framing, the framing helps with that. There's a lot of that. You know, there's there's also a lot and of then, like the 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 way blocking works. I just love it. The, the way, blocking is great. The way it's he so uses um, just like tripod pants and how that yes. how that is used for comedic effect is just I, I gets me every time. I laugh like when yeah. It, when it I remember the part in, in Budapest Hotel where uh, um, Ray Fiennes and his bellboy are being stopped at the border and yes. on the train. And they're having this problem with the uh, patrol, and then the camera wipes whoosh, to the hall of the of the train, and someone's head with a mustache pokes out. Boop. Yep, and it's uh, <laughs> it happens to be Edward Norton. Edward in. Norton is the. And it's funny. Chief. It's great. There's something very. There's something very fun, and also like I. Th- I don't think there's. I think it goes without saying that all of the framing and all of the, the visual aspect is just fantastic. It's fantastic. It's so great. It's so fun to look at. It's never boring. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, the, and that's what I was talking about. The Grand Budapest Hotel. There's like so many, like, you know, like using matte paintings or miniatures, but not using yeah. them in the, like trying to, uh, trying to make, make real. it real. It, just deliberately cartoonish. And it just fits with it's the charming mood. Is, I like the fantastic. It's, it's, it's so much fun, but yes, the, the comedy. Oh, and let me, let me agree on what you're saying. Yes, I do. I do feel, you know, we lead these for the end. Usually our, our main thoughts, but I do. Yes. Obviously feel that the Grand Budapest Hotel is superior to the French dispatch. I think it's absolute peakage, yeah. but. And I wanted to say, I have a little story about going to the cinema again. <laughs> I do have a story about going to the cinema oh, as well. Okay. So okay. let me, let me. We should put, we should put this quirky music in there with a, with a clarinet, you know. Just oh, okay. And we also have to talk about the music, about Alexander Desplat's soundtrack, because it's very important to me. So we have lots to talk about, but. Go and talk about it, Tim. No, no. I want to say, 
But even though I do feel the Grand Budapest Hotel is superior to the French Dispatch, I did thoroughly enjoy the French Dispatch. I had a grin on my face the entire time. I loved it. I wasn't bored. There's a couple of vignettes. I think the first one with um, with Luke Olson is a little bit short and a little bit like you're you're, you're going into it. It's a bit too fast. You mean Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson. What did they say? Luke Olson. Luke Olson. Isn't that his brother? Owen Wilson is that? Luke Wilson? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Luke Olson and Owen Wilson. Oh, Owen Wilson. Um, so yeah. So the first one, it's like a little bit short and it's kind of jumping in. And then we have the painting vignette with uh, with our friend yes, Benicio the, del Toro. the painting with Benicio del Toro. We have the... What was it? What was the middle one? The one with... Uh, Oh, the, the, the kid who keeps yes. popping out all the time. Tim, yes, Tim Sh- Sh- uh, Chalamet. We can't get Timothee. rid of him. He's always somewhere. He's always in a film somewhere. And then the third one is, is about the cook. Um, I just want to ask you, um, <laughs> the cook. Which ones did you did you prefer any of them? Did you say you didn't like the last two? You you like the 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 painting one? The painting one was well. The painting one. I think. I think. I think. What I went into. My favorite was the Owen Wilson one. The, the beginning one? Just, 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 <laughs> just a terrible just story about, about the terrible city he lives in. Yeah, and him on a bicycle. Yeah. And that's it. That's I mean, And then everything else, like the painting one was fine. That was the one that I could follow the most. And then the third one was, that's when it lost me, I think. The third one, because it reminded me too much of Jean-Luc Godard's. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it reminded me too much of uh, La Chunois. Remember that? Oh, d- d- yes, and, and I was just like, I hate this world. I, I love hate this, this world. French stuff. I hate it. I was so I happy that it. we watched that on the podcast a long time ago. It kind of, I didn't know anything a lot about. Or I didn't know anything about the you know new French wave, or whatever, all that stuff. So I was. That yeah. was also another element to this. I was like giddy. I was like, I know this world now. I am comfortable oh, yeah. here. I don't. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. I love I the, all leave. the breaking of the rules and just like ah, it's so delicious. I I the middle one with Timothée Chalamet. It was interesting and had some good points like one where they're arguing about the music and then he puts on the jukebox and like the set moves and it's there's some great bits in it the third one i loved okay so the painting one i loved because it's wes anderson and it was his dark humor and obviously it had adrian brody who is amazing in the yeah adrian brody (laughs) in grand budapest hotel he was amazing in here as well like this is his finest roles i have to say but that was great i liked that because that was fun and the last one, well, I, kinda, I can see why I can see why all these actors always keep coming back because it's so much fun. It it's sounds so like much fun. it's great. It sounds like you want to be in these movies because you just get to do so much, so much funny stuff and so much interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so and the last one, uh, the one with the cook, I I like that one because it got a little bit deep, which the first ones didn't. The first ones are kind of wacky and kind of, but there was some theme here. And I wanted to ask you about this. I was thinking about it when the movie was done. I was like super fun and I enjoyed watching it. And I was thinking like the theme was about, you know, because all these people, all these journalists and the, the mm-hmm. owner of that, um, uh, uh, of the news, whatever the magazine or whatever journal, yeah. um, our, our good friend, um, I forgot what was his Bill name. Murray. Bill Murray. I, I remember who Bill Murray is. I, I tried to remember the the, the uh, character's name, but I couldn't. But Arthur Bill Murray, Howitzer Jr. Exactly, Bill Murray. Um, he's also from. What was he from? From Miz, where, Miz, No, where were they from? Bill Murray. No, no. The 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 character. They're oh. all from America. 
and they live in, right. in in France and they send this this art this magazine goes back to America and I think it was like somewhere in like Midwest Illinois. I mean, maybe. was born in Illinois, so, so maybe that's that's where that's where he's from. And you know, it it was a little bit about like, okay, what do they do? And you know, they're all living in a foreign country, and 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 it, I, you know, I wanted to ask you because I don't live where I grew up, right? I I, I was born and raised in Serbia for eighteen oh, years, right, yeah, and that's my home. I don't, I'm not particularly fond of the place. Maybe when I'm old, I'll be like reminiscing of, okay, I want to go home. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I lived in a little village. I kind of didn't the dig it. Days. I always wanted to live in a big city when I was a kid. I thought it was boring. There, nothing goings on. So I, I'm not that f- f- like, oh, homesick. Like I, I want to go home. But there was this. But you, you on the other hand, you know, you've had plenty of homes. You lived in Croatia. You lived in America. You lived in Vienna. I wanted to ask you close like, to Vienna, but yeah, close enough. What's What's your home? What do you feel like? What would be? <laughs> what would be? Sorry to go deep on you there, but what would be? What's the lo- place that you'd be longing for most? Home. Home. I have no home. I have no home. Hunted. <laughs> Despised. <laughs> Triffin away like an animal. The jungle is, is my home. home. There I will create my, my own race, race of, of people. <laughs> A race of atomic, atomic supermen. Superman, which will conquer the, the world. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say a home. I have no. You home. have no home. That's. I can't. Cause like you will never get me back to Indiana. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna live there. No Midwest for you. No Midwest. No Midwest for me. Croatia. Don't plan on being here all the all the all the live long day. Austria. I I can't. I don't know. No. There's just too Austria. So you're looking for a home. I don't know, but I'm, I've been thinking about that myself. There's a lot of other people who have like, oh no, I'm here. You know, I, I like you here. For me, it's like the, it's like, it's like Bill Murray in a French Dispatch. I don't know. It's true. It's interesting because I, know. I, I do feel like that I have a home, but I'm not entirely fond of it, of home. And I like to be somewhere else, but I was wondering what you, what is your home? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking for one. Like if I was, you know, if you told me the ideal place to live, I would have said, like for the longest time, I would say like Vancouver. I'd live in Vancouver, Vancouver. Canada. Okay. Yeah. It's so like. Isn't I, that where your field trip was for the movie? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the promised monkey. land. That is the son promised of, like, land. That's, 2004, I went there. I was 15. Did not know anything about what, Vancouver, but I loved is, it. Is that it like. It's so you, good. If you look at your life. And if you think of one it. moment, that's no, like peak. no, you mean no? the is is that is that it? No, what no, is what is the it's peak? It's not. It's not. I don't. There is no peak. There's no peak. No, I don't think so. No, okay. I don't. I'm just I don't. Curious. I don't. I don't go in saying like, "Hey, I was in." No, you know, I not like there. that. Like you know, <laughs> it's like well, you know, I went to Vancouver and saw Fantastic Four, whatever the hell was filming. I can't remember. Yeah, Fantastic Mister Four. Fantastic Mister Four. No, I'm just curious. Um. Yeah, we always get backed in that, don't we? I don't know how many people even listening that know what about that at all. One day you'll tell the story, and you'll tell the I'll story tell how you took photos of your clothes for your mom, so you know that you're you're <laughs> you're wearing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Oh, it looks so bad. Two thousand five was in its prime, baby. You, you had got, like a shirt. With you like had flames that shirt on with them. those blue flames. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taking me to movie town. You were. 
You were on fire on the set of. It was so bad. It was you were the so you were the blue human torch. <laughs> yeah, it was of... so bad. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought that it was great. Cool. It was I it was super cool. Yeah. Well, not for two thousand five. Obviously, that was more like two thousand two. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Flavor Town. Okay, listen to me. Let's talk about your cinema experience. Okay. I mean, wait. Did we finish? What are we like? No, we'll home, we'll get back like to the home the thing. We'll get oh, yeah, home thing. Okay. I don't know. Do you have like? I, I don't know. Like I said, if you would tell me where you, if I if money wasn't an issue, I would live somewhere in Vancouver with pine trees. You know. Yeah. Just pine trees and a that kind of weather. That's great. You know, that's where I'd live. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna live. I don't know. We're still searching as well. We're thinking of maybe, maybe moving in with a Dutch. I don't know. Ah, the Nordic lands. The Nordic lands. Look, the call to the Nordic lands. We'll see. We'll the see. Will we find home? Um, <laughs> the Nordic lands. There's the, <laughs> is that the sound? What is that duck sound? Uh, yeah. What is that duck sound? <clears throat> no, they send the video of like where they use it for jungles for spooky sound. Oh, the kookaburra? Is that what it's called? No, 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 no. no. I sent a video. It goes like. That sound, it's it's like it's like some kind of like duck goose thing. It makes that sound, and they put it in every like scare, like scary sound, like in the forest. Moon's coming up. It's night. They put that loon. There we go, loon. A uh, loon. Yeah, yeah. Does it sound like? I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll link the anyway, video. Anyway, go on. Let's go. Let's keep okay, going. Okay, so I'll talk about my cinema experience. Uh, okay, go. Um, because we, you were talking about your cinema experience last time. Mm-hmm. about your perfect oh, yeah, cinema mine. experience and your nostalgia for cinema. Oh, yeah, that, that. And, and I mentioned that um, I, I didn't go to cinemas because of reasons when I was a kid. My first cinema yeah, experience that. is when I moved to Belfast when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I would go every Tuesday, I would go to see a movie because for Tuesday it was two pounds to see a movie. So I would just go and see oh, anything. Oh, that's great, yeah. I mean, how did you feel? What, is it, what does it say to you? What? <laughs> Philip is standing up and he's and he's moving the camera. Now I feel like he's right. a giant and I'm a little I'm a little person. Just like So tell me, Tim. <laughs> tell me. So I went to see movies and no matter what, I just go in, see what's playing in the in the this is like a rap video right now. See what's on the poster, pick a movie, go see it. It was the best time because I get to experience movies in a cinema. I well, didn't tell get to me, see that. Tell anymore. me how that experience shaped your perception of going to the cinema then. Well, I mean, it was UK. They had a stupid thing where you can't cinema. pick your cinema seat. So you, you I kind of picked movies. There weren't a lot of people there, so I could pick a good seat. That was one thing. And then also, I there was, this was a time when I didn't watch trailers. I was like, trailers ruined my experience. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, I remember you were like so... No trailers. Like anti-trailer we were sitting in the cinema and you were like no 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 now when there's a trailer coming i need to close my eyes and block my ears and go yeah while the trailer was playing i wanted to explore i wanted to experience movies with a newborn baby yeah well good luck it was great i um that that was a good time but uh, you were talking about trailers so uh on instagram one of our listeners patfinder 101 i don't know your real name ah yes he uh, wrote a comment about one of the experiences he had when uh, he went to see a movie, and he was the only one in the whole theater. Ooh, have you had that experience? Well, here's the funny thing. I've never had that experience. I had, like, when <gasps> there were one or two, three people, or three or four no. people. Really? And we were, we were talking about this on, on Instagram, and I was like, I'm saying, that's cool. I wish that would sometime happen for me. I'm gonna, I could choose seats anywhere I want and move around. 
the next day I'm going to see the French Dispatch. <laughs> and, and, and this is this is I did my my routine is because I have kids I have to put them in the bed you know help out with everything so I usually go for like late screenings usually at nine ten p.m. right and I, I don't want to see the trailers or the commercials like we talked about so I get in there late there's this yep. uh, there's this ticket machine like automatic touchscreen oh yeah you got the automatic touchscreen I just, machine, I just yeah. it's like it's like the movie starts at, let's say nine I'm there nine ten <laughs> buying my ticket uh, uh, and I um. I choose yeah. French Dispatch now, and it opens up to choose my seat, and it's all green. Oh. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> so I choose right dab in the middle, print my ticket, go sit down, and I'm waiting. And there's a couple of trailers playing. By the way, hilarious. Completely different trailers than what we watched, Eternals and all this stuff. I was ex- oh, yeah, I, I would ex- assume so. I was expecting Matrix and Spider-Man. None of that. It's like Belfast and Spielberg's dancing movie, uh, West Side Story, all that stuff. But anyway, the point is, I sit down, nobody <laughs> West Side came. Story, yeah, West Side the story. So Pathfinder, right. you're a prophet. I just watched French Dispatch all Amazing. by myself in the cinema. Maybe next time Pathfinder could just tell us how much money he won. <laughs> <laughs> so that was amazing we'll just have that happen it was cool that's amazing so how does it feel did you were you able to recline oh i reclined like, yeah, i swapped no one's here. I put my feet yeah. up sorry whoever had to clean up after me um it was great oh didn't have to have my wow. mask on just chilling there man first time huh yeah did you ever saw a movie by yourself in a cinema uh yeah i think twice maybe once what like, twice three times yeah yeah because it's a special way of doing this. In America, we went to this, we had our own local theater. Mm-hmm. And when you do it on matinees, and if it's an old movie, no one's going to no be one's there. See it. So I think that happened twice. Once was during Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We were talking about that last time, didn't we? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we did. And me and Jake and our friend Andy were the only ones there. We're like, are we the only ones there? And then when Hitchhiker's Guide started playing, you know, you had the book in the movie showing up. Dun, dun, yes. da, 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 da. Our friend Annie would just run up and down the, in- the entire cinema. How old would you be, like 15 and do, or and something? And do a little dance. Yeah, yeah, 16. That's, that's, I, I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one was Die Hard. <gasps> Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, the fifth the one with the jet? The fourth one, yeah, with the jet. The one, oh. Was, I mean, we didn't pay much, and it was not great. No. And then we decided to go really close to the screen, like mm-hmm. stand up on the stage, and I wanted to look at the screen and what it's made out of, you know? Security. And then, there was a, and then we saw from the projection booth, there was a shadow, a silhouette oh, of a man. silhouette of and a man. We started, we started waving, uh-huh. and then we saw him put his hand up like this, and, and we heard, Step away from the screen! <laughs> 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 amazing <laughs> and put we were your hands very, up in the air yeah and, and then yeah and then when we got out they're like that screen costs a lot of money you'd be you know you'd be in trouble if anything happened there and we're go. like we you didn't touch it well we didn't we weren't gonna touch it i'm just gonna look at it worried kids running around wanted to touch the big screen so how was your cinema experiencing the french dispatch oh no it was nothing special the only thing the only difference was that i think i told you i showed you uh i usually pre-book my tickets every time mm-hmm and I was wanting to be, you know what? It's an indie film. You know, it's not an indie film necessarily, but like it's a film that, you know, not, film, not the film connoisseurs audience. will go and watch. Yeah. 
So I was like, I'll go to the boutique cinema instead mm-hmm. of the regular cinema. And I was like, let's check it out. Boutique cinema. Okay, let's get our seats. And then I see everything's filled. <laughs> everything's filled. I'm like, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to sit next to yeah. these people. And it was like, you know, $2 it's COVID more. COVID times as well. Yeah, and it was, also $2. it was also $2 more, you know, as well. Exactly. So I go to the regular one, just like you. There's like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I get it you know it's like there's a lot of movies coming out right now and it's just people COVID as well and it's like uh... but it's just so funny how different that was yes definitely Saturday, definitely different audience Friday Friday night boutique cinema filled Friday night regular cinema zero and I unfortunately like there were there were a few people so I didn't get yeah. the complete uh, the, the, the VIP no experience yeah there we go that, that's okay. my cinema experience that's cool all right. Okay, so uh, let's let's get back to um, Wes Anderson. So he, the funny thing is, like I said, who is Wes these, Anderson? Who is this man? He's a man. How did he he show likes up? to have his pants a little bit higher and cropped <laughs> than normal. Yeah. Why does he always work with Willem Dafoe? And why does Willem Dafoe not speak in any of his films? <laughs> um, he Actually, speaks no, a bit. That, that's what. That's one of the things that I wanted to say about French Dispatch, which is what I kind of because I watched those so close to each other. Budapest mm-hmm. Hotel. Yes. French Dispatch. I remember how unique it was seeing like Willem Dafoe, who I know as Norman Osborn in uh, Spider-Man. God damn it. And, <laughs> and I know he's been in a lot of other movies like that were more creative as well. Have you seen, Kiss of, have you think, have you seen Shadow of the Vampire, by the way? Shadow of the Vampire. No, I don't, I've never seen Shadow of the Vampire. Okay. Well, I think that's what, that should be our twofold recommendation. Okay. If you I, like, if you like Willem Dafoe, watch Shadow of the Vampire. Okay. It's the making of Nosferatu, mm-hmm. except that W. F. Murnau, who's the director of Nosferatu, inadvertently hired a real vampire to play him. Nice. That sounds amazing. Uh, so that's what that everyone fun. should be watching. Because <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. That sounds fun. And so anyway, what I wanted to say with Willem Dafoe was. Um, I found it so funny that he was in the Life Aquatic and he barely spoke and he's just one of the crowd. And I was just like, that's yes. so great. So cool. I actually liked that as well when I was watching. We just finished watching Lord of the Rings in 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. And on the TV was a movie with Sandra Bullock. And I can't remember what it was called, like 28 Hours or something like that. And it was on TV. So it was okay. like at a friend's place and we were flipping through channels. And it was like, oh, Sandra Bullock. And then we saw in the background... Vigo Mortensen. He wasn't even talking. It's just in the background. Just in the background, Vigo. And I thought that so. is so fun, you know? Get some, you know, actors that you know and they're just in the background, you know? So coming back to this, it will kind of wore off. It's like, oh, you know, Willem Dafoe, he's not really I mean, he's a he's a fairly important character in um Grand Budapest Grand Hotel, yes, but he doesn't, uh, he, he still doesn't speak much, you know, he's still like, you could like, he throws a cat out of the window. He does. <laughs> that was so nonchalant. Everyone was so n- blasé about it. Even Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. But I, like the thing is that even with the Grand Budapest Hotel, it's like, I've seen that movie so many times, but I still pick up stupid details. I, like what? For some reason, I, I didn't notice that when he leaves 
the when when uh, Willem Dafoe stalking him, and he leaves his office, <laughs> and at the coat check, it's a bag of his deceased cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he's carrying around, and then he and then he, sees, he just throws it into the trash, into the trash, like so, just angrily, he just throws it. Oh. and what I wanted to say about Willem Dafoe is that he shows up in the French Dispatch. Yes. And then he doesn't talk again and he's like a, you know, he's in part of the ensemble. Yes. You know, and I thought, is this supposed like, and I just got a little bit tired of it. I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, Willem Dafoe's here. He's not going to speak again. You know, it's like. There were a couple of. You know, there's like those kind of repetitions that are like running gags. But for me, there mm-hmm. weren't, I don't know, they just wore out. Maybe just because I watched it so so soon. But hmm. I guess I didn't even pick up on that. Like that's a continuum. But like I just. I didn't. You I saw all of them. Yeah, but I didn't like pick up the whole like you know that he, uh, he's he's there and he's not talking. Completely flew above my head. Um, you know what's funny? Like I was talking about these two movies that they're similar, and I think, and I think why I like these the most. Like a lot of his stuff is like based in America, and I think it's probably about his childhood and what he grew up. But this is not something I'm close to. Obviously, not growing up in 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 Texas. America, but. But why I like these two movies, you know, Grand Budapest Hotel more, even because I think it's it's a it's a better movie as far as like of all the elements we talked about. It's also closer to what I grew Where up you in. Grew because, up in. Yeah, I remember you were mentioning. Yes, that I, I mentioned that on the on the old old podcast. But just like seeing this movie because it's it's based on the regions that I grew up in. So you know, Vojvodina, part of northern Serbia, that was part of the Austrian Hungarian Empire. And so then, and then Hungary, we visited a lot. We visited a lot of Austria. I live in Slovakia. We live in Slovakia. All of those regions is grand, you know, Budapest Hotel. It's all of that there. The mountains, the cities, how things are designed, what, you know, the things they eat. All of that stuff is oh, super, and super familiar. And the music as well. Like the music that... Oh, yeah. That yeah, he makes music. for Grand Budapest Hotel. Like it, They're both very similar. They're like very minimalistic, very repetitive and it's always in the background. It's never taken. Was it away. also Alexandre de Yes, Desplat. Pla. De pla. De pla. I don't know. Um, but like the for the Grand Budapest Hotel, the 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 you know sounds he uses, you know, like cymbalum and mandolins. It's just like like that soundtrack. Yeah. When I used to like code and like do software engineering, like I would have that all the time on. It's just it's it's enough repetitive that it's I'm not paying attention really? to it. But it's just so like those the, those <laughs> themes that are used. I'm so familiar with that from folklore music and, and and from music that just was around. I'm just familiar with it. But it's but it's very like it's not the authentic stuff. So it annoys me because I, I heard it so much. It's it's and it's very similar to these movies. And I think I like it a lot because it's it's kind of like so he's in love with this stuck in this era from like the first half of the last century, right? Where people wore suits and they used to smoke <laughs> all the time. And there was these grand ideas about politics and about uh, ideas and everything. And it's not like this weird, like jazz, America, CD, New York, Chicago kind of stuff, which I'm not, I'm aware of that, but it's, it's not something that I have in my like kind of feeling. And it, and it's like, you know, there's, there's movies about this from Europe that I'm familiar, you know, there's, there's like Czech I'm familiar with the Czech movies and and the Serbian movies, but it's, I think I like these because they're through like an American rose tinted glasses where Ah. like like all this, like, you know, like all, you have all this flavor, but 
all that stuff that you're familiar with because you grew up, you know, all the wars, all the mm-hmm. sad stuff, all the politics stuff, the change, you know, to socialism, then back, all this bad stuff. That's not in there because he's not looking, he's looking at like kind of like a flavor, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the deepness of that. You just get the, the end product of that. And I think that's why I like it. It's a pleasure for, for me to watch that I can watch it as it's familiar to me, but it's not like, you know, you're not thinking about what that actually means. You're just getting the nice nostalgia of it. And I just love, and I think the music is like that. It's very distilled. It's, it's just the essence of there's the mandolin and there's the cymbal I'm playing and it's, and it's just, I love it. I don't know how Americans see it. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just completely like, like, like if I would watch like a Korean movie. So I'm not. Ethnic. I'm not relating to it. It's interesting to see it, but for me, it's a very interesting way. So I don't know. Did you feel anything watching this? Yeah, I felt what you said, and I didn't like it. <sighs> you didn't like it. I don't okay. like that stuff, man. I don't like the Eastern European things. Oh, I don't like it at all. I didn't like it, and I it did not give me a good mood. It's one of those, it's the Jaws thing for me, again. Really? Okay, yeah. even though distilled, very distilled, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's no. just a... No, no, it's I did so, not like... Did it's not so heartwarming. Like, no, just, no. Just the streets, just looking at those streets, just no. the cobble streets. No, I don't want to see it. Just me being lost as a kid in those. It, it, <laughs> But here's here's, here's we have we have fairly similar because like I was a kid as well like living in Croatia living in Austria well nah not not Austria too much but like in Croatia and I didn't like it (laughs) you know it just doesn't give me the same okay doesn't give me the same nostalgic feelings it gives me like I don't want this I want to get away from it please Mm, that's interesting so yeah Yeah. you you were more like when you were living in Austria you were like thinking of America more like I want to go I want to go back there dude you have no idea I was like. Oh. I'd be wearing America t-shirts. All, no, I wouldn't, but like, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> the old yeah, baby, Americans old baby t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Americans are the best. Yeah. You know, so. Interesting. So it's not like a, huh, that's, that's cool. But here's, here's I don't the know thing. if it's cool or not, but I just, I just don't like it. You know, I, I like, this is the thing. I, yes. I don't say that it's bad in the movie. I'm just saying that the effect makes me feel that, you know. Okay. What would I rather watch instead of that? I don't know. Like something, something science fiction, something fantasy, or something that would make me feel better. Interesting. Know. So something so it's futuristic like it's, would make me feel better. So when it's coming like to reality, especially a reality you're familiar with, it just goes goes too much for you. Not 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 feeling the vibes. But even though what it's one of his caricature, I don't know. Like you, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand or 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 think what you're, you know, that you that you don't like it. Maybe you should see Wes Anderson's American movies, like uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Moonrise Kingdom, or maybe one of those older ones, like Bala Rocket or Rushmore. I feel that's maybe maybe that'd be interesting. I mean, maybe. Who if knows? You wanna, if you want to make me watch that, I will. I'm not going to make you watch it. It's your, it's your own. It's your <laughs> own choice. It. But yeah. dude, I had an epiphany watching these two movies. Oh yeah, what's the epiphany? You know, I was talking about like, okay, it's 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 familiar. I'm f- I like it because it's very familiar, and I talked about this before, like just the feeling of how everything looks. But I understood when I watched Grand uh, Budapest Hotel again, and also had for the French Dispatch. For some reason, I figured out why I even like it more. It reminds me of another thing that I found very interesting. It reminds me oh, of yeah? of our mutual grandpa, Dida Joseph. Oh, For some damn reason, this, Josef. these two Wes Anderson movies, because of the time when they were placed, 
all I could see in my head is our grandpa, which he has uh, passed away. Um, it's it's uh, your mom's dad, my dad's dad. We're cousins, by the way. Me and mom are to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just like and, and and the point happened when in in Grand Budapest Hotel when they're having this hilarious chase when they're in the in the mountains and they go to this monastery and there's a <laughs> and there and there's a shot so uh, what Phil help me out what's the what's the name of a shot when you're like um it's not a close up of a, of of a face it's close up of like let's say a pencil on writing something what is that called in filmmaking a cutaway a cutaway there's a cutaway to a calendar showing the date and it's one of these goddamn calendars that my grandparents <laughs> used to have do you remember <laughs> no there's i this, don't there, it's so it's it's a calendar it doesn't have a picture it's just the 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 dates and then it has this stupid little square on it that you can push around oh yes okay that's the one you're talking about yeah 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 and then it hit me it's like Everything about this reminds me of of, of my grandpa. So I want to take some time <laughs> and spend and talk about our grandpa. Uh, I, I I called up my my parents and I was like, listen, I have vague memories of my grandpa, but I was like, I want to talk about to Phil about our grandpa on this podcast. Talk to me about our grandpa. So let's let's talk about Dida Yosef. Our grandpa Yosef. You you call him Dida Yosef. I call him yes. Jedo Yoshko. Um, <laughs> you could call Dida him Yosef. in English Grandpa Joseph. Um, he was born in 1924. Grandpa Cho. Um, he was uh, the last child of 10. Unfortunately, you know, those times, not all kids survived. You, there were no vaccines and stuff oh, like geez. that. So only four survived out of the 10 kids. He was the last one. His um, his sister, the oldest one, was was 18 years older than him. So technically, oh, wow. he was born at the same time as his um, uh, nephew. They were, they, were, they were babies at the same time. <laughs> I, isn't there something now that... No. All her family is like that, by the way. It's, it's the weird <laughs> it's, step. Yeah. Like, they, they keep, like, right now, my son was born same yes. times as my niece's first child. So, we, once again, we have this weird... Um, we do. Wow. We have this weird, like, stepping something? thing. Yeah, I guess it was it started from there. But anyway, so he was born in Ilok, which is now Croatia. Used to be back Yugoslavia. Used to be Austria, Austrian-Hungarian back then. Not but well, but before him, this was this was after First World War when he was born. Um, I, you know, dude, like I, I don't know if how much you remember of our grandpa, but like in his retirement, he moved back to um, Serbia where I used to live when I was a kid. Yeah, and he would just I mean, he lived sit. in Vienna too. That's true, and and he would when when he was like before before he died, he used to sit sit on this bench with his cane, with classic. Yes, yeah, classic yeah, cane. cane. I always wanted to touch the cane. The cane. I always is, wanted to. The cane was was something. He never left without his cane or without his hat. And he would sit on this bench in front of his house. And, you know, I used to hang out with him and he would tell me stories about stuff like how he burned a forest with his friends because they were pretending <laughs> like they're, <laughs> like they're uh, smoking out the foxes. Or I used, oh, to, no. I used to play football of, of like the ball was made out of like cloth, like just the old t-shirts and stuff oh, like man. that. Um, I found out today that up until like he moved to Vienna, he used to do amateur photography. That is... Something that I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised about. I I did not know that. I want to know. He had a camera. He had like a 16 by 9, you know, medium format camera. He used to, he used to make his own film for that. And then he also, he would... Um, make his had, own film. Yeah. And he was also like the, the like the, what, what you need to put, like what's on the, 
on the film and then he would also develop his he had, he had like, like a red room you know like whatever dark room and he would develop these photographs Dude. i did not know that that's insane i did not know that either all right so um he, so what are we gonna do we gotta find those photos we do i told my dad like can you find some photos we gotta find the photos the, i want to see we gotta him. find these 19 19- framings yeah, 1930s, 1940s photos. And then we're going to find out. Exactly. We can compare them to Wes Anderson films. Exactly. So so here here comes the similarities. And I was talking, I was like hilarious. Like, I yeah. understand why. I, I'm, so he was, he went in for an apprenticeship when he was 12. You know, that that's back in the uh, day. You, he had six years of school. You had, to take, you had to take six years of school. And then he was sent off to be an apprentice. He was watch, sent. Was it watchmaking? He, no, that's my dad. He was sent to be oh, a barber. One. A barber. He didn't like it, so he ran away from that master. <laughs> he just ran away. <laughs> he, he ran escaped. away back home, and then he found a newspaper ad that they were looking for um, a, uh, a you know a, a, an apprentice at a shop. So he was going to. That's be, what it was. Now I remember that. So yeah, he was okay. going to move town. He 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 found the newspaper. He moved. There was no phone phones back then so he went to the other town petrovitz where 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 he met our grandma uh he he got there and he got the apprenticeship and he was there for three years it's you know it's one of those things you're living with the family you do all the chores he watched the diapers he was the first one to get up put in the you know the wood in the stove to heat everything up clean everything up right he do do all the chores and then he was like the apprentice so he was like just the guy he was like they would do these um like they uh, what is it? That's not a fair. What do you what do you call that? Where it's like on a field, all the shopkeepers and all the merchants. It's not like a it's not like a market where it's every day. It's like once a year, everyone <laughs> gathers there, and you bring your merchant, and then everyone buys things. It's called a yarmulke here. I don't know if if, if yarmulke. Uh, if that's a word in English, maybe one of our listeners knows. But he had to do that. Now his boss, he would travel by train, and he would hire a horse and a carriage. For our grandpa, who was like 15, 14. And then he would have to load all the merch and all the So this tents. was in the 1930s? Yeah. Yeah, in the 30s. He would have to load... 30s, 40s. He would have to load all that junk up and then travel to the next town, which is maybe like 50, 40 kilometers, maybe 100 away. Set that all up. And like one of these memories that shaped him was like his boss, his master. He would eat at a restaurant and he wouldn't bring any food for, for our grandpa. So he was very <gasps> hungry and he had to steal, sleep in the tent. So that's why when he was old, he was like, oh, there has to be plenty of food for everyone. <laughs> I saw that one time back in the day when I was apprentice oh, man. of how, you know, yeah. he ate all in the restaurant and I couldn't. So, Dude. so, so then he, he finished that apprenticeship. He was a tovarish. Um, unfortunately, tovarish. World War II kicks off. Yeah, Serbia is occupied. So he had to, he, uh, he was conscripted by the occupiers. Unfortunately, he had really bad eyesight, so he couldn't be a soldier. Yeah, he so always he wore, wore glasses. Always. Yeah, so he was as a postman for the for the occupiers for about half a year, and then the the, the war war ended. He got married. Um, he had to go to the to the new socialist Tito army for serve for a year. My dad was already born there, but since again bad eyesight, so he was a cook. Do you wow. remember the story of? Um, that uh, they brought him like like just just like um huge bags of like peas to cook and it was like really bad quality none of the soldiers wanted to eat it 
And like the, the sergeant kept going. I was like, you got to cook those peas, man. Those are going to go bad. We bought these. And he was like, I can't do this. So one day, and they were like, he was, uh, he was stationed at this place where they were building in Yugoslavia after the World War II. They were like really investing in like underground bases, mm-hmm. you know, just in case, like, you know, partisan warfare. So they were building these huge air bases in the mountains. So there were a lot of digging around. So he took the sacks and just dumped the peas in the, in the sacks among the, <laughs> among the rubble where the where the well the soldiers were uh, were um, were building. But uh, a week later, it <laughs> rained, and out of the oh roots no, just grew lots of little. And the sergeant came, and he's like, "What is this, man?" <laughs> so he got revealed. Oh. But anyway, that wow. was over. He worked as a shopkeeper and, you know, the post-socialist, everything was government. So it was Yednota, Unity. Those are the shops. And then in 66, 1966, um, the borders opened and there were a lot of, used to be, I don't know if you're familiar, if not Europe, but the Austrian hung and Germany, they opened up for a lot of workers because it was the economy was going and these were called Gastarbeiters. Gastarbeiteri. So our grandpa begins. So our grandpa was a Gastarbeiter. He moved his his wife and the kids stayed back in back home. Yeah. He moved to Vienna. Germany. Oh no, Vienna first. Okay, sorry. He moved to Vienna and he worked in uh, Jewish shops. Um, you know, because he knew all the lang he knew a little bit of like Serbian and Slovak, so he knew Slavic language, so he had to learn Romanian, Polish, because he was their man. He worked in Mexico Platz, you know, and, and he they got all the all the merchandise from Romanian sailors. They could in Austria. They could only work. The shops could only be open until six. So at night, you know, put the blinds down, and then the Romanians would come with the with the uh, cars and bring in the yeah. bring in the goods, and they put them in the store. You know, pay for it. And um, it, it's it's they and then then they got the and I want to talk to you about this. And then they got a place. He used to live by himself, and then. And then his, our grandma and his wife moved to Vienna as well. And they got a place in this apartment building. And it was like three or two or three floors, four floors maybe, as the caretakers of that apartment. And they used to have this flat, which to me, last time I mm-hmm. saw, I was maybe six, seven. Yeah, it's same. super nostalgic and super dreamy and super unrealistic I still remember. to me. So, it's the one with the spiral staircase? It's the one with the spiral staircase. Yes! Yeah, it's the one with this, the spiral staircase. So let's try to let's try to let's try to recreate <laughs> this crazy, crazy apartment. So they were the caretakers of this apartment. The one of the owners used to live on the second floor, which is a crazy story. I'll I'll get to that as well. But okay, they they, um, they were like cleaning and like uh, you know shoveling the snow and whatever need to be lock unlock the doors, and they could live in this in this uh, apartment building, which started off at the bottom. Where was the yes, kitchen? Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, it's the kitchen. It started with the I thought that was just a back door, but I guess it wasn't. I think it was a back door because this apartment wasn't really, it was weird. It was like the, the kitchen, it was like a table and a kitchen there. And it was like yeah, all like I remember the table grimy and, the kitchen, yes. and like bottom floor. I think it was like on the first floor. I think their whole apartment was like a long vertical thing that just went yeah. through all the floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I have vague memories, but I have one very distinct memory uh-huh. about it. I have few, and okay. I just love them. They're my dearest memories. Um, wow. Uh, one of mine was... Yeah, go. <laughs> during Christmas time. Okay. During Christmas time, uh, 
I would tell my grandparents, you know, <laughs> our grandparents, uh, like what I want for Christmas. And, you know, I would be excited when it was almost time for them to give my parents the Christmas gifts so we can put it under the Christmas tree when yes. we get home. And I was so, and I asked for a couple of different Legos. Mm-hmm. Lego yeah. is the, normal, the actual term is. And I basically, what I did was I, Went up the sp- spiral staircase. Up, 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 up. So, so, so up, we go. Up, up. So you start off at the weird kitchen, and then you move. Yeah. There's a middle floor where there used to be just this rocking chair by itself. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, kind of. And, and there was I a window just... which you look down at a construction site, and there was like millions and millions of pigeon shit there. Okay, I don't remember that one. Okay, there's there's a secret. Like there was nothing there. It was just a rocking chair. That's all I remember. I, you know what? These are memories that are just dug way deep in my subconscious. And now that you mentioned a rocking chair, yes, the the, the just the floor with a rocking chair for no reason. That's all I remember huh. there. But then you go up, 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 and you get to the the last floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like very. It was kind of dark a little bit. I mm-hmm. think. Yes. And uh, somewhere there were these packages these presents okay and i knew that no one knew that i was up there but i looked at the corner of one of the packages you know like the yes. pre- you know gift wrapped and i scratch 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 a little bit so you know i won't tear a little piece off i want to see uh, uh, and i see the lego i see the lego oh, code yes. Good uh, yes it's the one that i want yeah. <laughs> you check the code that's amazing <laughs> and I and I knew what it was. I thought it was either you know it was the Lego Pirates. Yes, but it was either there was like a smaller or a bigger pirate cave mm-hmm. island. Yes, set. The, the, yes, yes, yes. There were these islands with the little palm trees. Yeah, I really wanted the one with the skull, like the skull. Oh, the skull one. one. I never got the skull one either. I got the smaller one. Did you get the skull one? No, no, no. Okay, it wasn't the skull one. It was the like the tribal one, the one with the. The one with the hut with the leaves? Oh no, you get the tribal. The white guys with the red red masks. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. And I really wanted to get that. And I looked, and I was like, "It's not the skull one, but this is the second it's best. Good. It's great. It's, it's good. good. It's good. It's good." And then I just went down, dude. And like, I didn't see anything. The 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 thing about I'm that's really glad that you remember the apartment because it's like it's such a like it's like a dream like memory to me because I can't geographically like that locate the bathroom with the bathtub with those weird. She, they had a brush, like I guess it was for your nails, that was shaped like a turtle and that had like a brush on the other side. Jeez, Tim, how can you remember this? I, I, I sort of, like you say that and I'm just like, something in my head is like That's so bizarre. bringing something back to me. It's, it was this bluish or greenish like tiles and it's just so, such a, such a strange memory. And then also, I don't know where the hell this bathroom is located, which of the floors, because I know on the top floor, on the top top was a living room where grandma had those weird glass figurines, like the the, the ones with the colors coming out. Like, yes! Like this. Yes! I remember, that. I always, want, I was playing with that a lot and I was so afraid to drop them and, yes, and break look, them. And and you would you'd be overlooking wow. this crossroad where where the where the tram would go and the cars and it was just like you would yes yes totally at night you just sit there and, and just watch because was, they lived in center of Vienna so so that was amazing but I have no idea where this bathroom is so somebody needs to help me where the hell I can't well, remember how to our get our listeners the, can't definitely yeah definitely not I'll have to reach out to our family we'll, we'll let you it's, know it's like a it's like a Wes Anderson movie set 
It is. It is. If if you could draw it as a cross section, like a Wes Anderson, it would make perfect sense. Because and here, that's another thing that's that's crazy. So let me talk about more about her grandpa. So they used to live there. So the place was they were the t- caretakers, but also the this guy who owned it. They, they used to be this family who owned a lot of gold shops, like shops with gold around town. But you know, generations down, the next generation didn't know how to handle it. They just kind of squandered all the money, and the only thing they were left was this building. It was the oh last boy. guy. He was there, and essentially just kind of ate all the way money. Like he would be really specific. Like our grandpa would have to go across town to this place where they had the best meat, and they would bring the meat, and our grandma would cook the special stew for him. And he was sick and kind of old. He wouldn't even eat it. But at least our grandparents had a nice stew then to eat. They loved it. Wow. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So he used to work for these shop owners and I was just like, I just, these stories, like, I don't know if I remember, but our grandpa, he was fond because we got us from his dad. He was fond of the Black Fond. So it's what's, what's the Black Fond? So his dad, he used to stash um, eggs in the, in the hay up in the attic because um, just in case, eggs. you know, eggs. Yeah. So he would buy 12 eggs, two eggs, go up in the attic, 10, bring home. And then, you know, they would eat the eggs and then his wife would go, oh man, we're like, if we just had like, you know, extra two eggs, we could be great. He's like, don't worry. Go up to the attic and bring the two eggs. It's like, watch this. So our grandpa was part of the black, black font. He used to carry money in the back of his tie. Now, this- I, Yeah. These are the stories that I heard about. Yeah. That, that he would always be carrying money somewhere yes. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he was just a, in case. He was a, you know, salesman, a shopman, a, a merchant. Of sorts. He was good with money and good with calculation. He never took big risks. He never owned his own shop. He never did big. He was always small, always small and making little money here and there, always collecting. And, you know, like he would work for these. And this, the shop he worked for had three owners. And, you know, and and they liked him. So they would always give him bucksheesh. And also the guys, you know, the merchants would give him bucksheesh. But he would never tell anyone about those. Not even grandma. (laughs) He would always have the money in the back of his pocket. Just just in case. You know, give it to the (laughs) grandkids. You know, he always, just in case. And um, he would also, you know, the three owners, all three owners would steal from the shop, from the from from the till. They would, wouldn't and they? And they would tell our grandpa, you know, if you don't tell anyone, I'll give you a bit. You don't tell anyone. <laughs> but all three of them did it. So he just, uh, you know, <laughs> he just, <laughs> he just, he just kept just his mouth shut and that just collected. And just kept collecting And his it. best, his best gig was, so at every week... He was the one responsible taking all the earnings to the bank. Oh, wow. Across Vienna in a bag, you know, like thousands and thousands of, of Deutschmarks or whatever. No, it was, what was it? What was it? What was shillings? It? Shillings, exactly. Shillings. And he would just take it. But he figured out, and this was not like you go to the till <laughs> and you give the money. It was like in the back door, you know, they put it in, this, in, the, in the treasure. So he, he had some friends in the, in the bank and he figured out these guys like champagne. So he had some Russian, <laughs> Russian merchants and he would buy really cheap Russian champagne. And would just, you know, buy it for like, you know, some price. And he would take that champagne to the banker, sell them for a fifth of the price and make a profit every time <laughs> he would bring it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I, I love this. And it's like, you know, it's just little, little bits in here. And and and, and that's our grandpa. I just, and, and, and the funniest, the funniest Wes Anderson-y thing about him is that, and this is what I remember actually. Yeah. Like, like you know, they he was he was working in Vienna, and they would be building a house in Serbia and all this stuff. 
and he liked collecting documents and liked bills and you know what was the agreements and all this stuff and he used to have this this briefcase and he put all the documents in the briefcase and when he was old age Every day, he would take out the briefcase, briefcase, take it out on the, wow. on the table, pull yeah. it out, and he would just looking at all the things, looking at the bills, checking the money again, <laughs> calculating, <laughs> looking at that. Grandma would be losing her mind, like, again, with the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. And, 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 and he would put it all back. Now, the funniest thing is, um, since he worked in Austria, he had unlimited visa to Austria. You know, because he was a you know a Yugoslavian citizen, and he had a, uh, unlimited visa. But unfortunately, his when he was old, his Yugoslavian passport expired. Oh, but he had the visa in there. Now, what you would do is you take your old passport um, uh, to to you know to to, to to the government, and they issue a new passport. They take the old one, and they take the visa, and you know, kind of transfer it there, whatever. But um, he just uh, he just tore out the page with the visa and tore throw out the old passport. <laughs> he didn't have a passport. What? He couldn't even go to Katka's wedding because of that because he didn't have a passport. He just why had, did he do that? He just had a paper with the visa on it, which just reminds me of the Grand Budapest Hotel because oh yeah, wow, because this little document that our bellboy with zero with zero that he has it's just like I just thought of that. It's like oh my goodness, it just. That's why I... It's our grandpa. It's in the same time period, it's too. It's the apprenticeship, the same time period. There's there's merchants, there's, you know, serving people, being good with your customers. It's just, it's all there. And I, 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 and I love this movie. It's, it's you know, it's it's got Adrian Brody being horribly coarse and just the, the weirdest humor. That's, that's obviously not our grandpa, but there's just something about the charm that just reminds me. Just the hands. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's hands handling documents. All I can think of is my oh, grandpa. Man. So, that's, ah. so I just wanted to share that with you because I think you well, would enjoy it. Thank you for this. sharing that. I did enjoy that. That's crazy. It's like something that I haven't thought of in a long, long time. I miss my grandpa a lot. I, I'm a lot like him, and oh, I yeah. used to sit with him when I was a kid, and he would tell me these stories. And um, so, I think you've definitely spent more time with our grandpa than I did. Did you have any? Did you have any like you know chats? Well, that's with the him thing. Like whenever, whenever we did, it was always fun. He was always very jokey. He would always like pretend to be sleeping and then go. What? Oh man, that's the one. Yes, the sleeping. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, Did he do uh, the 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 trick with the animal that you pet and then it runs away? Which one is that? So he would take his handkerchief and he would make a mouse out of it. He knew how to make a. He's also the one who taught me how to make a paper boat. But he he can make a, a mouse looking creature out of his like uh, handkerchief, and then he would hold this in his hand like this, and then he would pet it. And with yes! his hands, he moved it, yes! and then and then the animal ran, and he's like, oh, "Stop! Don't run That's away. it. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. I, wow, man, I haven't thought of that in a long time. That's yeah. old school ways, old school entertainment. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, the sad thing is that he always lived near you, so you were able to like really just kind of sit down. Well, and You guys hang lived out in Vienna at the same time, no? Or no? Yeah, I know, but I was a lot younger. You know, that's true. Like, that's true. He moved when I was like. Six, I would, I think seven. When I was seven, yeah, they moved yeah, to back yeah. to where, where the seven That means house. I was seven. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. And the last, like the most of the, you know, the reoccurring times until like he died when we were 16. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, we would just see him, um, when, you know, my family came over for visits from the States or from, and 
they, when we were living in Austria, it wasn't even that frequent, unfortunately, when they moved out. Mm. So it wasn't, sadly, not as much time spent. But um, yeah, I, when you talk about that and you start, you yeah. know, you start seeing like a person and it's like, you never were able to talk to him. You know, for me, it was just grandpa, right? Yeah. And that's it. But like when you talk about him as a human being, as a real person, you kind of feel like, you know, I think we'd be so much better friends if he was alive a lot longer. I think so too. I think you'd probably into be into movies and 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 he could be on this podcast talking <laughs> talking talking crap. So <laughs> here's to you, Joseph. Yeah, Dida Joseph. I cheer you with this beer. I, I, I have my bottled of bottled water. That's that's all I got. Cheers. Right Cheers. Ba-ding. So um Moving back to Wes Anderson wow. world. Sorry, guys. I just it just I just it dawned on me, and I I thought it was a perfect opportunity to. That's fantastic. So I hope you got something out of it listening to it. But we can we'll we'll, we'll take it back a little bit to Wes Anderson. I want to ask Phil. There's a lot of actors in these both of these movies. Some reoccurring, yeah. some not. Playing similar characters, playing different characters. What are your standouts that you could think of right now? Um, Which ones did you like? Just catch. And enjoyed. Well, every time, because I watched Grand, this is the problem. I watched Grand Budapest first. You yes. See, that's, that's where it kind of, because it gets a little bit repet, repetitious yes. when I've seen the next one. But when I watched Grand Budapest, I was like, ah, oh, he's here. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. there's Bill Murray. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of expected Bill Murray. But then there was F. Murray Abraham. And I'm like, yeah, I like F. Murray Abraham. He was the guy who was the old zero. Yes, 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 yes. And, uh, so they were always surprises. And it's like, the dude from Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Wait, which was, who's the dude from Quantum of Solace? <laughs> uh, he was the guy who, whose sister, he was in, he was the guy whose sister, sister? Yeah, whose sister got beheaded by. Oh, the, 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 the butler. The butler. Yes, the butler, the butler. Uh, what was and his? He's also, he was also in French Dispatch. Oh, bit. he was, he was. What was, what was the name of the. Serge. Yeah, there you go. Serge, the butler. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, he's there and... Who else? Tilda Swinton, of course. Tilda Swinton's always... And both. Oh, they're... they're doing something. It, it, as much as hilarious as her in Grand Budapest Hotel as the um, old lady, I think that's that was amazing. But I think the performance goes to French Dispatch for that amazing presentation and no. just the deadpan when she's when, when that section when when she talks how they meet is mistreated it's just and and just the lighting that 60s damn lighting in that in, yeah, I hated in, in it. the out <laughs> but it was good that's what i mean like i hated it because it was so accurate we're back to that that's like the theme of this podcast phil being muted out by the 60s lighting and the the 70s because i remember i remember in grand budapest i was like wow this 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 movie looks this looks like it was filmed in the 60s you know because yes. they had you know what i mean they used the right lenses yeah. they used, the writing was the, the writing the lighting was great and then it moved to the 30s yeah for, 30s 40s and then it and did you did you notice one, 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 the one went from one, three, 80s three, to 60s to 30s and the aspect ratio yeah, kept yeah, yeah, shrinking yeah. that was so cool yeah 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 there was that and it I mean, I'm just going to say it looks so good. Like every time I was watching Grand Budapest and when I was watching this movie, I was like, this is so, like all of the, 
all of the setups and everything they all look so great and it's like i wish they had like a making of to to let me know what the especially the the stuff at the with the painting yes the story with the painting where they're all just kind of they're just holding their they're just holding like they're just pretending oh. to be frozen oh yes and you can see them like slightly moving yeah yeah, yeah. Back slightly and forth. moving because it's not a freeze frame it's not an, it's not an effect yes but it is an effect but yeah it's stuff like it's that. all in camera like everything's so in camera when there's a visual effect shot it's like a like a digital one it stands out so much as if there's a few shots like i think somebody gets run over by a car or something like that and it's like a you can see the after effects puppeteer thing and it just oof, it just it jolts you out of it a little bit you're like oh this was digital. Yeah, the the chase, the chase with the with Willem Dafoe and the ice, the slaloms and stuff with the sled. Oh, that one. Okay, that one was a. There's some. Sh- yeah, when he jumps or something. <laughs> That's a bit wonky. Oh, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the I think what I would say at the end of it all was that they are very well made movies and they're very fun they they're very effortless and yeah. but i'm not into it <laughs> oh no okay that's okay that's a personal preference you know what i mean like it's a personal preference but i can acknowledge how great it looks mm-hmm. and how you know how whimsical it is you know okay but the, the ki- bastards the but <laughs> no 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 he said those fuckers. <laughs> Well, I just might. Okay, so let's talk about Adrian Brody. He's amazing in the French Dispatch as that whatever guy he tries to painting, but it has to go to Dimitri because it's just such a flat out villain. Him becoming a Nazi in the end is just it's just perfect. But the way how crude he is with his language and just with his with his hair and how he plays and my like he does he has some amazing lines in Grand Budapest. His first line. His first. (laughs) <laughs> but but I think the funniest one is when when they steal the painting, and he takes the and and they kill they kill the the lawyer which is played by Jeff Goldblum and he takes the briefcase full of documents, and he's in this and, and his, his fingers and his finger and he's in this weird, um uh, like uh like I don't know like a night what is it called a towel no what is like it? a coat what is what? what do you think when you wear a bath bathrobe right a boat bathrobe robe. bathrobe he's in a robe and he's slippers. <laughs> this this panning shot of him coming down and he sits down, he slams the document, he's starting to read and he has a glass of wine and he <laughs> looks up because they stole the painting and they put this Oh yeah, 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 on. yeah, that's the best. It's so good. And it's the, such the a, double take. And it's such a stupid <laughs> painting. It's like some vulgar, like lesbian scene. It looks like, it looks like, uh, who's that Austrian painter? I think it was. Giger? I don't know. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm joking. Um, there's this famous Austrian painter that is always on the galleries. Okay. It's like the same style. Never mind. But he, and then, and Adrian Brody, he looks up, does a double take. There's a zoom in. There's like a zoom in. And he's like, what's the meaning of this shit? Just, <laughs> the way he says it. The though, way he says the way, it. It's so You perfect. can't replicate it. It's so good. Oh, and and with the music when he's like at the final scene, when he's, when he's like, when uh, Saoirse Ronan, her character is like, she has the painting in the hotel and he's walking and there's the music, that theme of his theme. And he's like slowly walking with this black coat and it's like, it's just, it's so, I mean, you can clearly see that I would probably enjoy this. If you saw this by yourself, would you think like Tim, Tim's going to like this or, 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 or is it like. I don't know. I don't know what I would think, honestly. Um, 
Um, and as far would as I say, yeah, I think Tim would like this. Yeah, probably just because it's not right. It's not this cookie cutter stuff that you. Oh, it's not at. even that, man. It just cuts to my like. It's just just the whole. That's why I liked the French disc. Like I didn't mind that. Like all of the Wes Andersony of it. Like I just don't care. It's like you know, it's it's my whatever. Um, I guess my Jurassic World. Like it's just I like i'm loving hey, it so, man i know this what are you is talking about no this is completely different but I, I you know what i mean it's like i i don't care i'm loving this <laughs> i would say in the in french the french dispatch, dispatch the the standout roles i definitely um jeffrey wright just just fits so well in that little talk show that's the the one about the the, the cook oh jeffrey wright yeah and and leave schreiber just showing up Oh, and Lee Schreiber just sitting there and it's, and it's those lights and just yeah. the way they're talking and how they're casually sitting there. What, what is that? I remember is watching, that I remember watching, ASMR? Old, I don't know. I don't what know. That is. It just feels Could so Could it be right. adopted nostalgia because you were watching a lot of talk shows from the old days on probably. YouTube? <laughs> like I probably did. Probably. <laughs> like with uh, Orson Welles. I remember that one. That one yeah. was a pretty good one. It's pretty good. I got to say, Timothy Chalamet kind of didn't fit in for some reason. I think his acting just didn't click with the kind of weird acting of everyone. I just didn't, I wasn't fit. Benicio Del Toro definitely fits in. Oh yeah, Benicio Del Toro knows what he's doing. He, he that 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 was glory, uh, glorious. But um, yeah, so I I enjoyed it. not as much as Grand Budapest. I can't touch that. It's just just the holy grail. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so basically, I just I'm not super into Wes Anderson stuff very mm-hmm. much. I mean, I haven't seen the American ones. Yeah. I've just seen the European ones, <laughs> the European version, and the Japanese. I've just seen the European. Yeah, I guess that one, but that one's animation. It's a little different. So maybe if I watch some other ones, I mean, Life Aquatic was all right too. I mean, great soundtrack. As I well. just like, like for me, I just didn't. I guess I just am not. I don't. I just personally don't click with it. That's totally fine, man. It's totally fine. I just don't click with it, man. Just don't click with it. But I'm not going to say it's not bad. Are you glad I'm, you saw it? I'm not going to say it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I saw it. Both. Them. Yeah, both of them. That's awesome. Because now I see, now I know more about Wes Anderson. He's making a new movie. It's called Asteroid yeah. City. And we got Tilda. We got Bill Murray. We got Adrian Brody. We got a new one, Tom Hanks. We got oh, Margot Robbie. She's good. new. Jason's back. Scarlett Johansson. I don't think she was in. We got Brian Cranston coming in. That's going to be interesting. Jeff Goldblum. He's back. Jeffrey Wright. I guess he enjoyed his performance. No Timothy Chalamet. He's not it. Tony Revolary. He's back. He was in this. He was the young Benicio del Toro. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and Maya Huck, which is um, what's her face? She's the daughter of uh, Uma Thurman. Oh yeah. Here. So uh, I will be looking forward to this. I have no idea what the hell this is going to be about. But when is it going to come out? Uh, it does not say. I think they're just filming it right now. So okay, neat, neat indeed. Um, uh, music. You were talking about music. Some kind of something about the music. No, I think I mentioned. I just love it. I don't know what else to say. It is just. It's just so minimalist, and and it just uses those timbres in such a right way that. Oh right. <laughs> I can just listen to that all day, man. Did you like, what do you think of the music? I didn't like it. <gasps> okay, tell me why. I, I didn't like the, the, the tambourine. I hated it. Oh. You know what I'm talking what, what about. You mean, the, it's just, you mean the mandolin? 
Kill me. Stop. Don't do that. I just don't. I just hate it. Oh man, and the cymbalum. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm just so sick of that stuff. Actually, this is a, it brings me to a. How far are we? We're almost done. We're almost at the end. Um, this brings me to a nice story where me and my two friends from Canada, mm-hmm. one of them, his family's from Germany, and the other one, her family's from uh, Cambodia. Yes. So we started talking about what we all think of our own uh, traditional music mm-hmm. for folk music. Yes. And it turns out that all of us hated our own traditional music. <laughs> like, <clears throat> my German friend was less, just like, don't play anything from Austria, you know? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> schlagers in Germany and Austria are shit, so <laughs> I well, do agree uh, with that. <laughs> well, well, here's the funny thing. To me, that's nostalgic. Oh, yeah. Slugger TV. Sometimes I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Austria's great. All they do is stand around with their with their fancy dresses and lederhosen and just in front of in front of these Alps and then just start singing with fake Alps. Just and they're tubers. And then and then we saw my other friend her stuff from Cambodia and it's like this is cool. They're dancing and it's great. And she's like, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I used to hate it too. I used to despise. And then I'm like, here, Turbo Folk. Oh, that's ooh, that's that's a different that's a different kind of stuff. That's. Um, I used to hate folk as well. I used to hate um, I used to hate the mandolin because you just overhear it in this just garbage songs. But I think there's something that just goes under your skin, the timbre, when you hear it in a different context, like the soundtrack. I just like it. It's different. And well, I, I didn't like it. And I want to. I want to finish off. And in, uh, but I like the music from French Connection, French Dispatch, French Connection. But here's the thing: the the soundtrack for the for the Grand Budapest it really inspired me when I did the soundtrack for my niece's game, uh, Anna. Oh yeah, Anna. That's I don't right. know if you listened. I, I'll post it up, but but uh, um, I don't know if any of it goes through. But yeah, I, I really wanted to make it like that. I didn't really manage to, but I, there's a lot of just this kind of minimalized, modernized version of whatever the folk timbre is. So there you go. Well, crazy. Awesome. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So what's up next then? I don't know, but we know what's happening after that. The cluster. No, but the cluster is different this time. The cluster is clear. The cluster is clear because we have two podcasts. Well, the cluster will be divided. We'll do, at the end right. of the year... We're going to do Spider-Man here. Yeah. And then we're going to do Full the Matrix circle. on the other podcast. Matrix! Yeah. So by the for Christmas, you're getting two episodes, folks. You're getting two movies. But two episodes, What happens correct, between? But we'll see. Give us a suggestion. What's coming out? What, what should we check I was out? Saying, like, what, what, didn't we, like, didn't, weren't you interested in watching Ghostbuster? I don't know. I guess I, I, I kind of cooled off on that. There's a movie. There's a movie that I want to see. I don't know if it will be released in time. Kenneth Brown made a movie about Belfast, which I used to live in. So, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Sorry, what did I say? Kenneth Bra. Bra. Kenneth Kenneth Bra. Kenneth Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Really? Belfast. Belfast. It's called Belfast. So maybe maybe that. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm up for anything. We'll see. Die Berge Tirol. Let's put some some Austrian Schlager TV. 
Yeah, let's just, let's just put away. that in there and as it fades away. As it fades away. <laughs> All right, well, I was Phil. I'm I'm, I'm leaving. He's leaving. That's, that's, that's the question. Uh, that's that is the your answer. answer. Yeah, I'm Tim. I'm leaving. Check us out on Instagram. We do live streams after yeah, this. Yeah, do it. Do we, had we a, did we another one? A live. It was great. Hey, we're gonna do another live thing sometime yes. Yes, again. Yes. It was good times. Forgot about that. We chatted fun. about all sorts of weird things. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. All right. Cool. Bye. See you in another two weeks. Hey. <laughs>